Campus, the Buddhist and You, a collective solution to health and wellness. I'm Luke Dubois, and I'm here with co-host Zalmal, and our podcast is brought to you by the Recovery Collective in Annapolis, Maryland. What's up, Luke? Hello, everyone. So today's episode, karma. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> well, will we get it? Karma? <laughs> we're taking the, the angle and... Luckily, we have Zal here in, the, in terms of the Buddhist perspective of all things karma. Where do we go first with karma? Let's let's put good intention, good energy with this topic. Yeah, let's uh, let's do it. And also, this is uh, a new thing that we're testing. Of like, uh, yeah, keep it as a short uh, episode in a way of like make it practical, but also useful, informational. Um, so that's our intention as well for this. And, you know, again, I was kind of hesitant to use this term, which is kind of similar to what we have done on the first noble truth, the term doka. And this is the term karma or gan or ganjama. These are the root words in Burmese. And I've always been hesitant because these are spiritual words and I'm not a Buddhist monk. I feel like the power is more revealed when a Buddhist monk is used. So, but at the same time, I have to find that balance, you know. Because our title is a therapist, a Buddhist, and you. And for me to be a Buddhist, um, everything came from these words. So I'm a layman Buddhist uh, who's passionate about wellness, recovery, all related, um, which is also what I try to embrace in my life with some driving force of Buddhism in the background for that. So that's my intention here. So with the concept of karma, I don't want to use that term too much, but kind of like break it down and then make it more available for somebody's daily life, but more specifically in a meditation practice. Why is it necessary for me to believe in this concept? Um, or I guess belief is a strong word um, because it's not like a blind faith that I have to subscribe to it, but it's more like, do I see it in my life? Do I see the chain of action and reaction? Do I see the chain of cause and effect? in the universe, in my life, in my thoughts, in my actions. So that's that's my approach. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm going to have you break down karma in a simplified term so that we can grasp it. Because growing up when I was younger, before mindfulness really kind of came over, let alone meditation in my world when I was a kid, if someone cut someone off in the road and the cop lights come on, what would people say? Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Not exactly the most spiritual way of looking at the word karma. Mm -hmm. So how would you describe or explain karma for us in a Buddhist perspective? Yeah. And just to uh, be clear too, it is not, karma is an old concept. It's been with Hinduism before Buddhism, but it's also adapted into Buddhism as well. Uh, but it literally means in our culture, karma is work. Karma is action. So it is actually really freeing and also very empowering, especially for somebody who meditates, is that everything is cause and effect, which means that there is no single mental, physical, verbal action that is outside of this chain of cause and effect. So um, karma is this chain or this string, whatever you want to call it, or cycle of action and reaction. So the best way to break it down is to think of, um, there are terms in Buddhism, which is also translated wholesome and unwholesome thoughts 
or wholesome and unwholesome actions. The best way to translate that is that if I bear good fruit, if I no, if I bear, if I plant good seeds, it's gonna bear good fruit. But if I plant bad seeds, it's gonna bear bad fruits. So that's literally is karma. So for me, if I have anger in this moment right now, it did not come out of nowhere. There is a root for that, which is an unwholesome thought or action. And this is an expression of that. So it is very empowering because for me to produce better effects, I have to invest, I have to plant good seeds. So to use that example that you were saying about like, oh, karma is a bitch, for example, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's true, right? Because uh, I, I, uh, it makes me take responsibility for my life. Whatever I say, whatever I think has consequences. So I better be intentional about that because it's going to come back to me. There is a universal law that I cannot violate. The way I think about that is where the energy goes, the energy flows. If you focus on problem, I've said this before, the problem, the negativity, the anger, well, that's what you'll get in return a lot of times. If you focus on the solution, positivity, well, that kind of energy will bring that in return. Is that a good way of looking at karma? Yeah. Yeah, that is. And there's also uh, a preliminary step to that. So, you know, meditation or mindfulness is about paying attention. So for me, I don't have to invent this concept of karma, but I have to pay attention to see if it is true. For example, the fact that we are here right now, that I'm talking to you, Luke, and then there is a listener listening to this, it's a chain of cause and effect. Some things had to happen for this to occur. Even my existence, my parents had to meet, you know, and for me to be born, my parents had to meet. And for them to come into existence, their parents had to meet. You know, they're like cause and effect. So everything has a reason behind it. So that's the action part of karma. Yes. Karma. Mm -hmm. okay. But also specifically, action is not limited to the visible physical action. It can be words. It can be verbal. It can even be thoughts, uh, the mental action. So there are three kinds of actions in Buddhism, which is pretty much that. Thoughts, um, words, or verbal sound speech or the physical action and they are all they cannot escape this chain of karma so where do we go from here with karma knowing what what it is what now yeah so the what i was trying to touch on about the preliminary step is to i guess this is um it goes back and forth because the more you meditate the more you see this the more you gain this clarity of cause and effect, you know, which the opposite is also true is that the more I stay away from mindfulness, the less I see the cause and effect, which caused me to be thinking that life is unfair. Why is this happening? It's not fair. I'm a good person. Why are all these bad things happening? Which creates a space for me to be angry, justify anger. But if I come to a place of Mindfulness and meditation is like, oh, things are happening for a reason. So in a way, it, it helps me to see things as cause and effect, which also gives me responsibility and accountability. In my, my therapy practice, I often call that contracted awareness. I've got a problem and no matter what I do, I can't get out of it. 
this cycle of uh, no matter who my boyfriend or my girlfriend is, they're, they're always unhealthy and selfish or my, my boss is always an asshole or gosh, why do I always have these financial issues? No matter what I do, I can't get out of it. I've heard it called contracted awareness. Another way to look at that is, okay, where's your action? Where's your energy going? Where's the karma that's continuing this cycle? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the practical aspect, you know, that I want the listeners to take away and then start practicing okay. is uh, this concept of cause and effect, which is, um, you know, in, in the Buddhist uh, world, there's a concept of in the Buddhist cosmology, there's uh, 31 realms of existence, uh, which also opens doors for, you know, previous life, rebirth, all these things, because uh, it is being determined by the quality of the actions you've taken. And we cycle through this samsara or tandaya, which is a cycle of suffering. So we go through these dis different realms. So to, to, by saying all that, the practical part of this is that um, this is a chain of cause and effect. Um, I just got to do my part in a way. So there's also this concept of equanimity in Buddhism, which is that when somebody pisses me off or when somebody does something and I'm very unhappy about it, I try to step away from this concept of karma that I have to intervene and punish that person mm -hmm. as if I am the cause of this chain of action and reaction. So for me, it gives a lot of peace and comfort when I look at the world from this karma point of view is that if somebody has lied, I don't need to jump in and punish that person because there's already this universal law where it will be properly compensated. <laughs> Uh, and then the same is also true, not only for the negative uh, intentions, but also the positive ones that I want my children to be happy, healthy, safe, and I want them to live the best lives, which is a good intention. But then I can suffer from that because I also have to accept that they have their own life. They have their own actions that they're responsible for. I can do my part, but they're responsible for their own happiness. So for me, it is a very helpful way of looking at the world because I guess it can even be connected with that um, Christianity prayer of serenity prayer. So the concept of karma helps me to see what is within my control and what is outside of my control and then stay within it where happiness lies. Sometime as a parent, I am herding sheep. Sometime as a parent, I'm trying to herd cats. <laughs> and and I can only herd, I can only, can, I might have a dog, I might have my, my staff, but I can only control so much with my actions. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I love the serenity prayer looking at it through the eyes of of karma. Grant me the serenity spirit, if you will. Allow me to have peace of mind, calmness of mind to accept the things I cannot change. Okay. And the courage, which is a heart. A heart comes from the courage comes from the Latin word C O R, which I don't want to pronounce it wrong, which means heart in Latin, the courage to change the things I can. Give me the heart, give me the spirit to do the proper action, whether it's hopefully grants me serenity. Is it good karma, bad karma? How do in, in a Buddhist perspective, is it good, bad, and neutral when it comes to karma? Because that's how often in the West, you know, karma is a bitch or you get, you put out what you put in type of thing. How does it viewed? karma, bad karma, or is it just the karma is karma? It's neutral. It's not holding on to good or bad. Yeah, those are 
quite difficult terms for a Buddhist,、uh, which I want to stay away from good and bad, you know, yeah, yeah. that can be very、uh, judgmental and can be very misleading.、Uh, but the better version that I like is what I've mentioned earlier about wholesome and unwholesome. So when I take an action that creates negative consequences,、uh, I can take it too personally. What's wrong with me? But also I can take it from a place of like I am suffering. And I acted out of ignorance, so it makes me take responsibility. How can I do better next time? So wholesome and unwholesome,、uh, for me, is more、uh, useful and more kind and compassionate. So if I have lied, I can be like, <laughs> if I have lied, I'd be like, that's a bad action. I'm a bad person because I lie.、Mm. Uh, but I can also look at it as that was an unwholesome action, because you know everybody's doing their best with the given information they have at this moment. So it's not somebody's fault when they don't take the wise action, but it's a feedback for me to do better next time.、Mm-hmm. So karma for me is,、uh, yeah, it's information that I can use for the future、uh, because again, the consequences are visible. You know, either in my thought world or in my visible world. When things are messy, they're not happening for no reason. You know, it's as a result of what I had done before. So that's also where the mindfulness comes in for me. Like, so this is happening, and I accept the way things are right now. But how did I get here? And mindfulness helps me to see clearly. Oh, it's because I lied, or it's because I took this unwise action, and that's why I am suffering right now. So what can I do right now to create or to be the cause of a better effect in the future? So is karma something? You're aware of that. You're mindful. Do you meditate on this? For the listeners, what do you hope their takeaway is with this understanding of the action of karma?、Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's a thought to meditate on. If the listener can have a moment today,、hmm. a couple of minutes, to、uh, yeah, meditate on that concept of what is it. I guess,、um, or some kind of an inventory in a way, reflecting just you know today, what are the things that I have done that are wholesome actions that have、uh, created really wholesome fruits, or what are the unwholesome fruits that I am eating as a result of my unwholesome actions, and then the answer will be revealed, and that's also my underlying belief is that. When the truth is seen, we can help, but just take action, you know, as opposed to somebody showing me the truth and then I have to do it unwillingly. So that's what I appreciate about silent and stillness meditation, where the answer is revealed from within, from the teacher within, and that becomes very real. So maybe this will be a task for a listener to meditate on,、uh, yeah, to reflect on the wholesome and unwholesome actions today, or. Even being guided of like what are the wholesome actions, kind, compassionate action that I can take today that will bear good fruits. In my mind goes when you, the listener, do and have that meditation on karma. Potentially, we can get from contracted awareness the level of the problem, the energy is going to flows to the negativity problem. Potentially, can flow to expanded awareness, to change, to solution, to to health. Good topic. Yeah. Good topic. So, karma. Anything before we wrap up in this? We, we're giving these guys and gals some smaller episodes that they can take their 
trip to work or their 15 minute ride on the treadmill? Any other takeaways on karma you'd like everyone to know? Uh, yeah, short and sweet. We can revisit this again. And uh, this is also a direct connection with loving kindness. Loving kindness for me is creating good karma. It doesn't have to be a profound, I have to go buy uh, you know, meals for homeless people, you know, which is a very kind act. But also it can be as simple as, how can I send out good thought to my parent today? Because they've done amazing things for me in my life. And it can be just a simple thought. Or it can be just taking the trash out, you know, for somebody or cleaning the dishes. It can be a very small act, but if I wholeheartedly practice it, the universe returns it back to me, not equally, but sometimes if even like multiple, like you are given multiply by this little tiny positive wholesome action. So that can be a, a good note to end on. What a beautiful collective solution to health and wellness. Thanks everyone for listening. If- Please uh, check the episode notes in terms of if you want to reach out and learn more about episodes on karma. We've got the Recovery Collective MD is our website, www.recoverycollectivemd.com. You can email us in the episode notes. And once again, thanks for listening in. Share it out to other people you think would benefit from this. And make sure you subscribe and comment and like and whatever other platform is the equivalent of that so thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time my name is luke this is all thank you luke and thank you everyone until next time Bye.